Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hi, welcome to TFLP episode 550. Uh, we're live tonight. It is Monday, October 16th. I'm Lucas. I'm joined tonight by Catherine. Hello. And Serge. Hello. And Christian. What up? <laughs> what did you get into? And Anna. <laughs> Hello. I, I just want to say it's been so long since Serge has been on the show that like Christian had to like go and capture him from his house, bring him to another location just to get him on the show. Secret location. I, I dragged him. I don't know how many hours. We were, Six, we, 16 hours. We were in a car together. If you count two days span, it's like 16 hours. We were together in a car. It was not great. I mean, in a way it was great. It, in a way it was great. In the, a lot the ride of itself. Ways, it was not. It was not. Yeah. Anna and I have done that with uh, another friend from Kansas City. And, and let me tell you, by the end of those 16 hours, boy. Who's even from Kansas City? I have fun with it. I enjoy it. I'm always like, oh, what these guys are fun to travel with. And they're like, don't talk to me again. Don't talk to you, Anna. Here's the problem is, is... One of us says, oh, we should stop at White Castle. And then we all like are like, oh, yeah, great idea. But, like, it's a great idea before you go to White Castle. After you go to White Castle, it's not, not a great idea. No. Especially when you're sitting in a car for so long. Ooh, I've never even been <laughs> to like, crack open all the windows. Ooh, everything I've heard seems like I shouldn't get. Yeah, that's why when we went last year, we, we went to Long John Silver's instead. Because that was oh, a God. lot better for our stomachs. Yeah, so where did you no, even find Long Silver's? Our ride through the American South, we had two choices, Bojangles or McDonald's. That was like the choice. We we How's we that even have... a choice? The choice was Bojangles. I got him that for breakfast we, we, yesterday. Yeah, we did Bojangles for breakfast. Right. I did Bojangles You got to mix it up. I don't know what a Bojangles is, so I would definitely go to that. Great. It's... I think they're only like available in the, the South, though, Anna, so I don't know if you ever play. I don't go there. The well, Actually, I do Bojangles not. is opening a restaurant in Chicago, they said. Within oh, the next well good. So TFCon is going to be a Bojangles soon. It'll just be out of place. Probably. Were they, I mean, it'll, okay. were they like sitting there going, you know, like, what is a location that doesn't have enough good food choices? I know. Chicago. Well... Yeah, I'm, good. I'm just glad we're getting a good another chain. Yeah. We don't we don't get a lot of love when it comes to the big chains. That's true. Yeah, we don't. That's true. yeah. You got all these like crappy local places like Portillos and 
Damn. Portillo's is here. Where There's a Portillo's here. It's literally right down the, the street from where we are. So if you're coming, if you're coming to TFCon, you miss some Portillo's. Use your chance. You get two, two years, three years in a row of TFCon Portillo's. Ooh, three years well, in a maybe row. Maybe this is the true reason why they picked Florida. Is because they like were just looking at where there were Portillos at. There's like, literally oh a, hey, and the Giordano's on the street, same street. Oh, not that I not that I like Giordano's, but it's back. it's just like I'm home. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. This is the wild west out here. Wild east. Wild. Just I, crazy. I, I feel like that is a Chicago, and you have to like just put that caveat on there. It's like no, no. I I'm not saying that like I uh, you know think Giordano's is like you know the shit. <laughs> put it out there. Yeah. It, it exists. It's it's here. It is here. We won't we won't be there. No, but it's here. <laughs> it's literally down the street from our resort. So, so yeah, there you I, go. So we had to do a Monday show because some of us are going to be on vacation. Some of us are already on vacation. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are you still working? But you're working from. From yes. you know Florida yeah. satellite location, yeah. Your satellite office. Or remotely, yeah. they didn't say where remotely had to be. There you go. I told them I was going to be in Florida. They were like, "Okay, <laughs> like it's fine." Same. They can tell if I'm doing my work or not. I just didn't want to do the whole week. I have like spare PTO. I just didn't want to do the oh, whole. Must be nice, Mister Salary Man. <laughs> Well, see, like, it might it my company it runs into issues like because technically you're supposed to claim where you're working from, like, right? Like, and so I actually tell my people like, don't tell me if you're working from another state. Like, just pretend you're working from the local one. Yeah, we so. with my company it only raises an issue if it's out of the country. Once it's out of the country, that's when it's like sketch. So I, if I do TFCon Toronto, I can't. I can't. I'll have to take the entire time off. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but anyway, so we're actually not talking about TFCon uh, this week. We're not. Because we, we, we already did. Yeah, we somehow managed to, to talk about it. But, uh, but there anyway, haven't so... been any new reveals since our last show. No. Yeah, that's true. Just a slipstream the, and the, the slipstream uh, is officially revealed now. Yeah, but I think with just one photo, like they only revealed it with one photo because they don't want you to see what it looks like because it's not that good. Well, they revealed the like, custom class yet? No. Usually the custom class is literally like the day before, right? Yeah. Typically, maybe we'll see it tomorrow. Yeah, and we haven't probably uh, gotten an announcement from MMC either, which I'm kind of a little surprised on that. I mean, the cassette is probably a given, right? Probably. 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 It might be a situation of, have they gotten the stock stateside in time for them to say something? That's right. Right. Well, if it is, Christian, you have a job for me. I understand. I hear an elephant. An elephant with a horn. I mean, the logistics seem tough. If If it would have to come through, like, the California port... Literally bringing it across the entire country seems like it's a race against time. I I will say that I have been highly entertained by uh, following Canadians uh, that are associated with TFCon or going to TFCon on social media, uh, like on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, sharing some of their 
thoughts as they've been doing a road trip through the United States, uh, especially in the South, because there are, oh, yeah. you know, some culture shocks, I, I would say, oh, yeah. probably, of uh, going to the South from, from Canada. Um, so it sounds like that they are, you know, enjoying yeah. some of that. Some of the yeah, there, there was sounds. a stretch where Christian and I drove through some, like, super, like, small towns. Like, we're talking probably a couple hundred people like there these towns that are literally so small there's not even like a mcdonald's or anything like it's just a bunch of local joints and like one gas station yeah, yeah. but you, you guys have that like like in illinois and north carolina too yeah right? yeah i yeah. mean we do but it's just like i mean even in illinois like the small towns like you'll still you might see like a walmart still like you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. not like town center but like on the way at least yeah, but somewhere. where we were going i mean there's some parts where it was just like nothing 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 yeah yeah that's one thing that threw me off too like when i went on a road trip out west is that there were some stretches where like literally they didn't actually have a gas station there was some entrepreneurial like person that had like a big tank with gas Mm. they like would actually like so it was kind of like a makeshift (laughs) gas station is this legal? Um, Probably not. You need yeah, gas. but it was like one of those things where I was like, well, you know, like if you're, because it was, I mean, there was like literally nothing else, like for hours. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess that you know yeah. they make the run to whatever several hours away and get you know fill the tanker up and you know whatever. Yeah. Oh, here it goes. Zaldron said you hit the Dollar General belt. So yeah. No. We, I mean that. Yeah. They had nothing but a Dollar General. Yeah, like that happened. That's, that's <laughs> literally weird. like every town that we went through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without, we had a lot yeah. of those in Missouri and I still feel a culture shock when I go through them, even though I'm from Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We tried not to stop. Definitely we didn't. Did. Definitely we were, did not we want right. to. Uh, we okay. <laughs> two city slickers in the middle of the country. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It always feels weird when you get out in you know some of those kind of places you you just feel out of place when you go in there so anyway all right so we're not talking about road tripping and all that yeah, the no actual road topic trips, no for tonight <laughs> so we had uh you know sergio on you is it's been a while since you've been on and so we figured the perfect topic uh and and this was anna's suggestion was to discuss renting toys because we've all been there we all like and, and when yeah, we say yeah. renting i don't think that we all well, I guess, I don't know, we can discuss this later as far as, like, at, at what point you're in your collecting, if you've embraced it or whatever. But, like, I, I feel like we all have good intentions if we're not expecting to rent a toy. But I, I feel like we end up doing that uh, a fair mm-hmm. amount because we end up buying and selling and all, all that type of thing. So I don't know what you... And I feel like a con weekend is a good time to bring this up because a lot of con purchases, you know, you get there, you get excited, you see it and you buy something you would not have bought. And then, you know, six months later, two months later, three days later. It's a lot easier to get sucked in at a con because usually for a con, I mean, you know, you're saving up for months. You come to the con with a wad of cash you know, you see something that something shiny picks up your eye, you immediately pick it up without thinking. Cause you, like you said, you're excited, you're ready to spend some money versus, you know, any other time of the year when you know, you're dealing with your normal toy purchases and toy budgets. It's like, 
unless you come across like a killer deal on Facebook or eBay, chances are you're probably not going to pick up something outside of your realm. Yep. But if it's there, yes, you, like, hey, that's cool. Let's get it. And then, and then yeah. the trouble yeah. begins. Well, Christian and I had a very uh, good discussion over dinner. Over dinner? You guys should have seen it. It was great. He cooked dinner for I me. cooked dinner for him. And I did the nice, dishes. Nice chicken and rice, it's some very, vegetables. It's so a great cute. discussion about rentals. Oh. Perfect. I'm telling you, the Mojo Dojo Casa house is pretty great so far. The level of domestic bliss here is just incredible. Great. But yeah, we, we had a good discussion on, like, I, I guess really, we have to first define what renting is. Because you, you, Lucas, you kind of mentioned it. You don't really, sometimes you don't really intend to. And I have seen some people on posts in the groups that they do intend to do stuff like that. But I think we have to define renting really because if you buy something that's out of your usual collecting realm i think it's okay to try something out and if you you just don't like it then you know i don't really see that as renting if because sometimes some toys we we brought up the example of mp ironhide where like the photos were terrible all the photos were horrible all the press images that they released everyone was trashing it then it came out you get it in hand it was a fantastic toy yep and i think the, the opposite can also happen where the photos are awesome. Then you get it in hand and it's like, eh. I, I have a prime example of renting. Last year at, at TFCon, I had Anna pick up a toy for me that I want before before the convention, before it started, I 100% knew I am renting this toy. I want it short term. It looks fun. I would like to play with it for a little bit and then send it along to its next owner, uh, Delta Magnus. And sure enough, a year later, I'm about ready to sell it. I've had my fun. The big fans hobby one mm-hmm. uh, that okay. they did as the pretty, convention exclusive. A year? So yeah, that's a long-term long. rental. I've seen some folks do it like a week yeah. <laughs> on the Facebook groups. Like, that's, they'll, that's be like, they'll be like, I just oh, want to transform this. <laughs> part of renting it is wanting to enjoy it and experiencing it as part of my own collection. And sometimes I might rent something and I end up wanting, I keep it as a forever toy. But most of the time, they they are just part of my collection for that instance and that brief period. And I'm happy to I, along. I realized when I proposed this topic, you know, I thought of two people. I thought of Catherine and I thought of Serge. And Catherine has really wow. embraced the toy renting. No right? basis for this accusation. Baseless accusation. What are you talking about, Serge? <laughs> he doesn't well, do that. So Ron says, I think too, I'm in the non-intentional. Renting is not negative, is what he's saying. He said, you know, that Catherine has to be negative. The one that owns it. Don't take offense. <laughs> I think I'm more so in of unintentional. That's what I was surprised by, because I figured Serge didn't care. I didn't expect him to be like, oh, renting is bad. I'm, I expected I'm, him to be like, I'm I embrace it. Lighthearted crap, mostly. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I'm more so in the camp of like unintentional, where it's like me and Christian have these conversations all the time about one-offs, mm-hmm. where it's like I mean I collect mostly movie stuff, Unicron trilogy stuff, like stuff that I grew up with, and then sometimes every now and then something will be cool that's outside of my realm that I'll buy, but then I'm like eh you know what I think I should stay in my lane or oh this is cool but I have literally nothing to put it with, and that's one of the things that I have a big issue with is like not having things go together. Yep. It just yeah. drives me crazy when I don't have like 
even if it's a small group of like three, four toys, if I have just like one thing for whatever reason, I can't, I just can't just have one thing of one kind. Anna, you double convinced me recently not to rent that Dreadwind or Talon from Fans Hobby. Damn. I want them badly. They both look great. I've got nothing to put them with, and they're outside of my and lane. you have and zero MP scale stuff, too. Well, Many next love. to zero. Next yeah. to zero. It does look great. It looks fantastic. I just, where would I put it? Who would go there? Mm-hmm. Nobody. And I've seen so, his collection. He went, he saw one it. thing about that, Catherine, I can't remember. You'd like to have an eclectic collection as well, right? Like, you don't necessarily feel the need because that's that's something you know i've discussed myself too is is like i need things to go together um and so it bugs me like i can't have the one-offs whereas i know like anna has this you know very wonderful very well put together collection that when you like go and see her collection like even though everything is completely different, it's somehow like the way that she arranges it, it all goes together. And I don't know how she yeah. does it. I that's can't a, that's do a big it. Skill. Yeah. Yeah. My, my collection is arranged is to the limitation of Autobot, Decepticon, and Mercenary. Beyond that, it's mostly a free for all, except for that one spot of G1 Decepticons. Hmm. That's also a good. Way yep. to display. It's got a theme. But I also think it's funny too that you know, Serge, you talk about like buying non-movie stuff and regretting it. And I know like Peter and I both are kind of like the opposite, where it's like we buy the movie stuff and we do regret it. So like I eventually had to be like, all right, stop doing this to yourself. Uh, you know, because like I. Because yeah. as soon as people dump their movie stuff, I'm the first one they add. That's true. It's awesome. Yeah. So, so I guess we've we've got two types of renting then, intentional and unintentional. Yeah, definitely. Like so. I've done the movie stuff too, right? Where I'm like, that looks so good. That's definitely going to be the one movie figure I'm going to keep in my collection. And then it's like months later, I'm like, that is less fun to transform than all my other toys. It frustrates me. I'm going to get rid of it, right? I end up renting it by accident. I think what I'm mostly worried about right now is the the new type of rental that I might end up with, and that's the collab figures. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very easy to get excited about the collaborative figures, but then when you look back at them a little while later, it's like, they are really odd even in my collection. You know, having a... Why do I have an Ecto-1? I'm not a Ghostbusters oh, fan. Like, I, I like Ghostbusters, but... I'm not like a Ghostbusters collector. I saw the movie when I was like 33. Right? <laughs> I waited so late to see it. So I'm not really into it, but I have an Ecto-1. I have a DeLorean. And when I look at those things, it's like, okay, those are not in, those are not in my wheelhouse. I'm afraid they're going to eventually leave, but I didn't want to skip them either because they were really fun interesting collaborative figures like i like the fact they existed it, it hurts my heart that you sit here and talk about like that you're like oh yeah ghostbusters back to the future like i don't really like those movies all that much like they're okay you know like those are some of my favorite movies because i absolutely love those movies 
and or I'm sorry, some of my favorite collaborative figures because I love those movies. Uh, whereas like the Universal Dracula, I'm like, why the hell do I have this in my collection? Like, like I could care less. It's a cool figure. It's like whatever, but it's like I just don't. It, it's not the same thing. And like like that perfect and a figure because it's like when in a million years who on earth had ever said i want a frankenstein megatron like <laughs> that's yeah. like it's an actor oh it's a impact yeah. well but isn't it supposed to be no it's all right well dracula's is never leaving my collection i love dracula's i'm not really in on the Frankenstein, just because I don't think it looks very good. Like, I love the concept of a Frankenstein toy. Just the look doesn't appeal to me as much. Now, Christian saw it, and he was like, I want that bad. So Correct me if I'm wrong, but these all sound like examples of, oh, I regret buying that. That's not really the same as renting, though. Hmm. Yeah, I That's don't. just normal Hasbro markets to us. Rent. Yeah. Is it or is it <laughs> not? I think it's kind of. See, I feel like renting almost more as, uh, you know, kind of like what I've done over the years where, and I don't know, like, do you even call that renting? Like, where I bought a bunch of Masterpiece twice, like a full Masterpiece collection, and then I sold it all. Because I think crazy. we're all guilty I think I'm on like my third time of selling off all, all my black series and then buying more yep. and then selling them off again. Sometimes you just need a couple a couple tries. You know, it's kind of like kind of like trying new foods. You might not like it the first time. Maybe the person <laughs> they, that you tried it from didn't make it right. Maybe you go to a different restaurant. This restaurant makes it better. You wait too long and it gets cold, and you try it a year later, and it's much better. Yeah, it may take you five or six Megatrons to find the right Megatron for your collection. Right. That is good renting. But see, buy. I figured I don't need Masterpiece. I just need mini Masterpiece, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're me, you buy Masterpiece Optimus Primal four times. I think it's four times. I've bought and sold that figure four times because I feel like I should have it. Because Beast Wars is like my G1 and I love it so much. But that figure I don't like very much, and I'm not going to get the others because it's too expensive. Anyway, I've bought and sold Masterpiece Optimus Primal four times. <laughs> it's a bit excessive. It's way too excessive. I think two or three times, like, all right, four, it's like four come is on, like, come on, you have an issue. Now, <laughs> are you at least buying, like, different versions of the mold, or is it, like, oh, the exact same figure? <laughs> oh. mm. I have one of them, and I've kept it after it came from Christian. <laughs> I think you have number three. You want to know? Oh, well, how about the most famous three. version of renting the the Duran's um, Ultra Magnus or no, oh, no, no, the, the, the yellow, the yellow prime. prime. It's like yeah. four of us have owned it by now. <laughs> well, that that's it around too. Is is does that like is there a specific term for that? Because I think that there's been multiple different figures. We call that the that sisterhood we've... of the traveling pants syndrome. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. There we go. Because yeah, like I, Christian and I did like that a, with fans hobby, the the uh, fans hobby like prime laser prime. Yeah. It's like a divorce laser prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then one one of the uh, 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 friends of the show uh, ended up getting it off of me. I think it. Right. I think yeah. It was like you. Yeah. yeah. You sold it last year. Yeah. yeah. That's an even better so, example. That's a funnier one because then it's it's a multi rental. So, 
Well, and I could almost see it coming back too, like next year. Like I could see him. Day between the two of us again. I could see I could see Pav like putting it on the table, and then me being like, "Well, you know, it's a cool figure. I kind of like it." And I'll I'll get it back from you, and then it'll come back. You'd be like, "I don't want this anymore." I'm like, "Oh, maybe I would like it again." I wonder if we have anything. I don't think so. We bought and sold so many. I don't think we ever bought so many things back to each other. We might have considered it, but yeah, I don't yeah. think it's happened. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I well, personally I think we've all... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I personally think we've all been in this long enough that we know if something is at risk when we buy it, right? Like, I, yeah. I have a pretty good feeling of in my collection that I know is never going to come out. And, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. surrounded by things I haven't put on the shelf. Like, when I bought this, you know, Dr. Wu Pathfinder, I knew I wanted this so bad that it's never going to leave my collection. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to hang out with my Dr. Wu toys. Sometimes it's going to hang out with my original Pathfinder. It's going to go all over the room, and I'm going to keep it forever. But there's other things that it's just like, I don't know if this is going to last or not. And I kind of count that a little bit as kind of sort of renting. As I, it's okay to do that. I'm just saying that like, I'm really hesitating on Magnus right now, right? Because everybody's talking about how fun it is. I know that thing's shoulders look stupid to me. Everything else about it looks good to me. But I think that because I live and die on shoulders and faces, and we all know Anna's handups are shoulders and faces. And it could look different. On figures. And it could look better in person. Lucas showed me some action poses because he knows what I like. And he's like, I'm going to pull it over the edge. And I got the studio series uh, Primal from the movie last week. And I remember seeing shots online. It looked like it had a giant backpack, but then I got it in person. I'm like, this is just not big at all. Yeah. I, I don't think the Magnus is as bad for me. However, Anna, like I do, I do think that for you with shoulders and all that, like we probably need to arrange a, a time for you to come over and check it out before you actually get it yourself. Hesitation. I would hate, I yeah, would hate to. Yeah, yours. Like I, I would friends, hate to have you buy friends. it and then have to rent it. Friends TM. <laughs> yeah, because I, you know, it, it was on sale last week, and I was like, hmm, I could get that a little bit off. I do want that kind of, but I kind of think like it's not gonna last, right? Like the Siege Ultra Magnus is on my desk right now. I wouldn't have that if its value hadn't tanked so bad, right? Like I want to rent this thing away. I want it to go away from my life, but. I back then I would have never thought that was a rental. I thought that was a cool new Ultra Magnus. I was going to collect Ultra Magnuses and I was going to keep it forever. And, and plot twist: pretty much every Ultra Magnus I owned turned out to be a rental because I enjoyed them for about thirty seconds, and then most of them looked kind of bad afterwards. So I ended up selling them. And I've had the opposite of that with Christian, where. Sometimes there are certain figures where, depending on how they're released or, like, you know, the, the hype around it, sometimes you can tell which figures are going to double, triple in price. Mm-hmm. You know, like the HasLab Unicron, like, when that was out, I told Christian right away, like, if I buy this thing, it's not going to last. Like, if I buy this thing, as soon as someone offers me 
this amount of money, it's gone. You know, it, like that did happen. Uh, it, I don't know if that falls under. I mean, like. I see, I'm nearing the end of my rental period for my HasLab Unicron, and it's not for the money. It's just I'm kind of getting bored of looking at it now. That's something I just can't relate to. I'm, yeah, I, I don't have anything that can compare that to. I need to co- my collection needs to be constantly changing. I need to have the newest and latest version of whatever the figure out there is that I want. And no, see, that's necessary. where I think that's, that's the perfect rental strategy. If you know, it's almost like leasing a car or whatever. It's like, if you know you want the newest, like, hottest thing, then it makes perfect sense to, to you know, rent. But I think that if you know that about yourself, I think it's probably better because you can devise a better strategy about selling versus if you're just you know, like doing it and then just filling yourself full of regret. It's pretty great. There are no old toys I'm after at all. Just that's really got to be new. That's really how the hobby is now, especially if you're, if I feel like you're a G1 collector. I mean, it's just, they keep reinventing the wheel. It seems every couple of years and every time it gets us, like every time it's like, you know, I'm sure when classics first came out, everybody's got the deluxe, Seeker was like, this is it. This is the greatest ah. thing they're ever going to make. I, I did think <laughs> that. Oh like, they're never making do. anything better. <laughs> and then No, I thought that. That Starscream is just amazing. It was like, there's never been a toy that looks this much like Starscream. This is so cool. I'm going to have this forever. And it didn't happen. With Earthrise Prime. Like, right now, I have that mold in my Studio Series 86 uh, display. And even I, I think, like, this is the best like G1 Prime and like or retail G1 Prime ever like it's not gonna get any better than this I guarantee you in a couple of years you're gonna pick something better somehow all right yeah I think that's a risk and I think like the stress of having to deal with a rental you didn't plan on having is what's kept me from buying all those Beast Wars versus sets like mm-hmm. all of those, Christian and I have talked about them so many times. A lot of times. All of those look better than what I have on the shelf right now. Right. The only one I actually have on order is the Inferno one because I'm gonna own as many Infernos as I want and be happy with it and I don't care. But for any like the he's coming with Airazor, right? And I don't know what's gonna happen. Am I gonna try to sell the old Airazor no one else would want? Am I gonna sell the nice one because it'll be easier? What am I going to do? I don't even know. I think a lot of my rentals that would be more traditional rentals stem from impulse. Like, yes. like right now with like the Ross craziness, where you walk into Ross, you don't know what you're going to find. You might find, you know, Crasher or, yeah, you might, <laughs> you might find a Crasher uh, or a Shadow, whatever, Strip. <laughs> And it's like, well, here it is. It's seven dollars. Like, sure, seven dollars. And right. then yeah. you, I get home, and it's like, Popping why together? do I have, even have any of the others? Well, the well, thing that's crazy about that together. too is, is like some of those figures showing up at Ross are extremely hard to get and are going for really high prices on the secondary market. So it's like, oh, you can go pick a crash rat for seven bucks and then flip it for, you know, I don't know what, like, and it may have went down now that they've released more at Ross, but, you know, they, you can make a pretty good amount on that. 
Two we two recent examples too. of toys that I'm trying my hardest to not be rentals was the Toxitron and Scourge. I got the Scourge at Ross after like looking like six, seven different stores. I finally found one. Uh-huh. And I was like, 18 bucks for this. This is great. And then I bought the Toxitron because I really like the colors. And also, like, this is the first official Toxitron outside of the, the Botcon ones. Um, and I'm like, well, in my little weirdo brain, I'm like, well, these can go together because they're both YouTube technically, yep. probably. And they look cool together. So I'm, I'm trying my hardest to not make those rentals because I actually really enjoy the color schemes on both of them. And it's a pretty fun mold. I'm going to so tell you. Like if you good. if I sell either one, yeah, he can he can call me out. <laughs> if you if you spend a lot of time on trying to get those tracked down, though, like, do you feel like you're less likely to sell it in the future? Because, like, to me, I, I feel like so. if I put a lot of effort, I, I don't know that I'd want to get rid of them. I think so. And I was telling christian that like it had been a really long time since i had hunted like that like actively gone to multiple stores like the day that i called him uh that i found it i mean i i had a free saturday where i had nothing planned and i decided to drive to like what four or five different stores and i finally found one and i'm like that was actually pretty fun i mean like sure in the grand scheme of things it seems silly to waste like four hours five four or five hours of a saturday and all this gas money to find one 18 figure but i mean i had fun and i think you're right i think because i did that and it's not just you know oh i found it at the first store i went to let me check this out it's like i spent hours and i invested so much time into this i'm probably gonna keep it yeah i don't believe any toy in my collection has had the experience of being hunted for beyond clicking pre-order yeah i think that's another discussion for another day we did come up with a topic like that on the road trip here was how the retail landscape is changing and i think it going forward i think online shopping online only for collecting is starting to become the the norm i think more most people it's easy to just you know click that button and have it show up you know and it it will show up it will well Depending on where you order from, usually, <laughs> usually, nine times like, out of ten. Usually, if you're hunting, you won't want. Right. We have the luxury of of enjoying a toy line though that has a solid resale value. I mean, so, with any Hasbro, you can re- realistically expect half half of your retail purchase back. And then, you know, often more, usually more, but half is just if you just count it as half, everything else is bonus. Yep. I could even get half of that Siege Magnus if I was willing to. Right. Third party, you closer to equal value. Mm. Or retail, more or less. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That really helps a lot in being able to rent because you can buy with confidence knowing, if I don't like it, to eBay you go. And even some older stuff, like I was uh, talking to another buddy the other day about how you would think that with the studio series, a lot of the older movie stuff would just tank, but all that stuff is still retaining value, you know, especially like the leaders, the, the larger figures, especially the, more, the exclusives are holding value, you know, despite the new studio series versions coming out. And even some older classics I've noticed, like they may not be, you know, fetching what they used to back in their heyday, but like. You know, they're also not chump change for like right. um, we have we have a buddy of ours who's selling some Henke stuff 
at the convention coming up. I was looking through his list of prices. And I mean, they're, again, not as high as they were 10 years ago, but they're still pretty high. I mean, $50 for like a deluxe, that's still pretty hefty. I feel like if anyone knows why those old movie figures are still popular with people, it should be you, Serge, because you were actually relatively young back in 07 when that first movie came out. So those toys were some people's kid toys, right? Like, I've noticed that recently I've been weaker to getting back kid toys. Like, when I, I don't make a plan to do it, but when I suddenly end up getting back a toy I enjoyed as a child, it just has this, like, warm feeling. Like, I'm never going to let you go again. Like, I just recently had a chance to get a G1 Point Blank, and that was a favorite kid's toy. I never made a plan to get one, but I'm really excited about having it again. I'm just going to, not going to let it get away from me again. So, it's. That that's a part of this fandom that's interesting. It's just that things keep value because they keep value to us. Yeah, and, to and, someone. And it's it, it it is pretty unique to Transformers. You look at other toy lines. I mean, you know, how many people are clamoring for Attack of the Clones, uh, um, Anakin from like back in the day? I mean, like you know, with a lot of the Star Wars stuff, it's like they're coming out with so much new things. Like, what do you really need the old stuff for? Right. I mean, you might. Right. You might still get some money for like the harder to find three and three quarters figures. Um, but like as soon as something new shiny comes out, it's like nobody wants this. I mean, how many flea markets you go to with just nothing but power of the force? You know, <laughs> years later. Yeah, like nobody just nobody wants it. There's Transformers. It's it's so cool to have like an older version. Because at least with, with humans, and that's another topic that we talked about. Yep. I think with human figures, it's like there's there's not much charm in an older human figure that has like four points of articulation. Right. It, outside it, of like vintage, vintage. It looked like a dude then. It looks yeah. like a dude now. Versus right. Transformers. Right. It's you know, when you get three different versions of the same continuity character, it's cool to see how 10, 15 years of engineering has changed the design. Or it's like how many ways can they make this transform? Right. Really. How many times can they reinvent the wheel? It's it is cool to own stuff like that. And, and be able to compare how stuff has changed, um, you know, how engineering compares to how they used to be. And again, like that throwback aspect of like, hey, I remember when I first bought this. It takes you back to that time when it first came out. Yep. It's, it's a pretty unique and, and great feeling with this this brand. Well, and I think, too, if you have <clears throat> like a whatever, a Bumblebee collection, right? Like, each one looks relatively unique compared to the other ones. You know, you might have some ones that they look similar. But for the most part, they're, you know, somewhat different. Whereas, like, if you just had, like, 100 Luke Skywalkers, it's like, okay, well, yeah. it just looks weird. You know what I mean? Here's the guy. Yeah. He looks like Yeah, guy. you get, like, 100, right. you know, Episode 6 Luke Skywalkers with the black Jedi gear. It's like, you put them on a shelf, it's just a bunch of Luke Skywalkers with black Jedi gear on yeah, but they look really nice next to that Mark Hamill restraining order. It's all autographed <laughs> and everything. <laughs> we're we're pretty blessed in, with our with the brand. Do we have a lot of unique stuff that I feel like only Transformers can get away with? Yeah, I agree. I just yeah, pulled I... out my camera to illustrate your point by showing my RC collection, a bunch of very different looking toys. Very different looking RCs. They're all RC, but they're all very different. Yeah, and, and even like stuff. No restraining like, order. Outside of G1, like like movie, like the first movie Prime, like there's a billion of those. But if you put them all together, like 
the majority of them look different from each yeah. other. We get to see reinvented versions of our characters and friends, and that's not a thing. Like the the most recent thing with Marvel Legends has been like now we have double pinless knees and, and elbows. Yeah, like that's an incredible action figure innovation where they don't have you know pins showing. But the, does that does that change how the character looks or how the toy functions? Yeah, and, really. and even in like the Star Wars, it's like here's Darth Vader. He's Darth Vader with red eyes. Right. Here's, here's Darth Vader with you know, half a mask or the <laughs> lightsaber is longer. It's like it's like this it's case still, has a weighted. It's still him. Yeah, like it's, it's it's different. Right. And I feel like that stings more. Like the few black series that I do have, it does sting more when it's like. You know, here's a Boba Fett. Here's an episode six Boba Fett, but it comes with flames now. Where, it, you know, like you said, it's like the pinless one. Yep. Where, and it's like, you know, depending on how you display your stuff, it's like, it really can't, like, matter. Right. Yeah. Well, it, their toys, it, can't, can't, you know, can't not everybody do. else's toys can be as fun as ours. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah, that's where we got with the human stuff. It's like humans, humans are humans, but robots can literally be anything. And Lucas, you know, you and I talk about incremental upgrades all the time and how you know good or bad they are, but we can do them because that fundamentally changes our figures. Not that you know, and like the human figures we're talking about, you know, Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, it doesn't, it doesn't fundamentally change what that is. Right. Yeah, you're basically getting a new experience every time with the different yeah. transformation and even if they do share transformation aspects, you know, like sometimes if there's no need to reinvent the wheel, they don't. And they'll have similar transformations in certain parts like NPM Optimus and ROTF Optimus, like fundamentally they're pretty similar in transformation, but there's still two different experiences. Right. Two different or parts. you get to enjoy the same sideswipe 14 times in different colors. You could. Yeah. Even with the very, even with the very frustrating recent Ironhide, right from Siege to Earthrise to Studio Series eighty six, those are three different toys, mm-hmm. right? They're like if you were an Ironhide collector, and I actually don't know any Ironhide collectors, but if you were one, you would want all three of those, just like I want all the Bumblebees, right, and all the RCs because I collect those characters, but. Those iron hides are all different, and they would look kind of interesting together for some degree of display if you're really into yeah. iron hide. And even when the new one comes out, if the new one's still hard to find, the old one is still expensive. Yep. You know, or or you know, people will buy another version of the mold if they can't get the original version of the mold, and even that even brings up the value. Yeah. Well, so okay. Like, so we've we've talked. We've gone afield. Sorry, we've gone afield, but in a good way because I think we've we've hit on something that I think is really important, and that's the the attachment level with a lot of our toys. Like me talking about wanting back a G one figure and never thinking I would want that back, or Christian literally using the word friends to refer to some of the toys. Right, that is an attachment level to our figures, and that's one of the other things I really wanted to talk about tonight is why is the concept of toy renting so threatening to so many of us because when throwing away each other's childhoods right when Catherine talks about renting toys you know especially if it's a toy we both enjoyed and she's like yeah i think i'm finally done with this and it's something like we talked about when it first came out and we enjoyed it together i'm like how dare you i think how dare you throw that away jeez yeah, I think it's the financial aspect for a lot of people, which I think is a valid criticism because 
you know, especially nowadays where prices are going up for everything and it's a lot more expensive to purchase these, you know, unnecessary, unnecessary items. I think a lot of people look at these and it's like, you know, why would I buy something, lose $20, $30, you know, down the road reselling it when I could just not buy it and save that $30 that I would have lost. Like, right. I think that's what I've, what I've heard from a lot of people, you know, when it's like, why would you do that when you're, because I do see a lot of people, there are some people who truly do not care about the financial aspect. And I have seen some folks on local groups who like, will buy a hundred dollar toy. And then a couple of weeks later, they're selling it for $50. Like some folks like that, they just don't, don't care about recouping their money. And I think, I think cases like that is where people bring up a lot of criticism where they, they just don't see the point in like purposely losing money. But then to some people, it's not losing money because you're still enjoying it to an extent. Right. So I guess it's just the way that you look at it. It's not always about the money though. Um, one of my big motivators is space. I, I live in California. <laughs> Housing is expensive out here. I, I have room for a lovely collection right now. I may not always. Well, it's one of the trade-offs for living out here and it's, it's worth it. But, and you know, if you live in, you know, if you live in an urban area, space matters. Yeah. Or a lot of giant collections in New York city. I wouldn't think. You do have your own house. And even then, even if you have your own house, you might, you still don't have infinite space. Right, you still have what, what, what space I, I have. So I need to constantly be keeping my collection to a certain size, almost a one-in-one-out type situation. And but that's not so kind weird. of the ideal way that me and Christian want to be someday because we were just talking about how, you know, I think the dynamic is starting to shift with a lot of people of, it's not so much about quantity anymore. Mm -hmm. Because you can't reasonably enjoy like a huge amount of stuff, especially right. when the majority of it is sitting in a bin for months, years on end, where you forget it even exists. Like, what is the point of having it if it's just sitting there? Yeah, right. you might be able to resell it someday, but like that day might be decades away. You're just holding on to the stuff. And, you know, it's like to, to me, that's starting to become of like, what's the point? Yep. I'm, I'm around there too. Like, how much of a back catalog do I really want to have? Like, if it's not the stuff I want to display, why do I want to have it? Yeah, but I, don't know I, work out. I do think like just uh, so one touching on the financial thing too. I I think part of it is is that okay, we we hate losing money on our figures, right? But then on the flip side of that, if you sell your figure for a profit, it's almost like looked down upon that. You know, people are like, oh, you're a scalper. Like, you're, you know, or like, oh, why can't you give me a deal on this? Fanbro price. Um, <laughs> and and so it's like, oh, like, I can give you a deal selling, but I'm not allowed to, you know, like, make a make a tidy profit on, on something. So I think that that's yeah. probably part of the reason why it's, like, kind of looked down upon is, is that, you know, people are like, oh, you bought MP44 when it first came out. And then now, like, that's hard to find. Like, you're going to, like, jack up the price? Yeah, there is some guilt towards actually making money off your toys. Like, people guilt you. Like, I feel no guilt. I'm always happy when I do it. Although, I do have one <laughs> personal example where I did sell um, my tentacle to a local guy last year at Expo. 
And I sold it for a lot. And whenever I see him post on Facebook, I always get that like small twinge of guilt because it's like, oh man, I took so much of that guy's money and I could have sold that for cheaper. And then I think, well, that money sure felt good. <laughs> it sure bought more toys. Or, or say if you don't label a figure as a knockoff and then you just tell a friend to like watch your booth and sell things for you and then he sells them to an unsuspecting child you know and you know they uh then you make a tidy profit on that because he sold it for the mp price and not the knockoff price i'm glad we finally made it to the point where you can mention that out loud on the show lucas because i remember a couple years ago i tried to bring it up on the show and you were like don't say that out loud oh uh, you know it's fine it's it's uh it's, it's far enough in the review now at this point so <laughs> It was so funny when I got back and you told me, and I was like, but that was my, that was my knockoff. <laughs> we all love that thrill of like selling a figure for way more than we paid for it. It's fun. It's exciting. Well, it is, one, one like, of the bonuses of like having a hobby you can sell in. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day too, it's like, you know, sure. You can cut somebody a deal, but like, you can also get your money. You know, it's yeah. like, why, if, if, if that's truly the going rate, why, like, why would you sell that for well under? I mean, it's like you can use that money to buy more, or you can my, use that money to buy something you really, really want. Yes. My collection's not entirely self-sustaining, but it's not far off. That's cool. Well, I'm, I'm curious too. At what point does, and, and obviously I know that we're all like, you know, just agree with it. The market price is the market price, but like. You know, people aren't going to argue as much about uh, a vintage G1 figure. You know, like if you sell a, a complete Megatron or whatever, you know, you're not going to sell it for what you originally bought it back in 1980, you know, five or whatever. So, um, like, at what point, you know, is it something where it's like, oh, it's a, it's a vintage collectible. It's not, you're not trying to scalp something that like just came out. Like, Two I, I think it's a it wildly different topic. To, I think it still boils down to knowledge, because like, I mean, I still I can't imagine. And if, difference if, between grave robbing and archaeology. Yeah, like I personally have experienced it where I put something up that I know is very valuable, and you get a ton of people giving you shit for it solely because they don't know what it is. You know, like I remember years ago I was trying to sell the Botcon Custom Class Shattered Glass Ratchet, which was like. Not only the only way could you get it was attend the custom class, but you also have to choose to make that because there was like three choices that year on who to make. So like there's no known number. There's no way possible to know how many of those exist in the world. So when I was trying to sell it, I was literally making the market. And as I got a ton of people giving me shit for it. And then the guy who bought it was like, don't worry. Like I know exactly what you have. This is a price I'm willing to pay. And we were able to work it out. And I still see some people like doing that with like retail stuff, like, you know, laughing at a price when it's like, you should go check the market, dude. Like, you know, they're not just making this stuff up. And I think because G1 is known as like, like the vintage, it's known as like the first, I think more people tend to like, be like, okay, that's, that seems like it's the market price versus like, you know, a lot of people are like, Prime, you know, that, that right. came out like three years ago. And it's like, how was Unicron Trilogy demanding prices, demanding high prices? Because yeah. those were 
you know, cheap kid toys. Yeah, for the longest time, nobody wanted those. Yeah, for the longest time, nobody wanted those. For the longest time, those were chucked in the $5 bins at cons. And now it's, you know, the leader classes are fetching $100. Yeah, because a lot of those cheap ones just got worse and worse conditions as kids handled them and people who didn't care too much handled them. So now they're more and more rare as time goes. I think that could be like a really glorifying form of renting though. Like when you get something that you know is going to be popular and you get to keep it for a while and play with it. And then like a couple years later you sell it and you're kind of excited about like what you did with that. I did rent something pretty crazy. Uh, Do you guys remember when I bought those, that buzzsaw pre-production art and materials and stuff? Yeah. No, no, I kept that. But it came with a prototype waspinator. But I never intended to keep that waspinator because it's just waspinator. I care about buzzsaw because I'm a weirdo. Mm-hmm. So I was intending to sell that on immediately to try and recoup the cost of buying the actual stuff. Oh, I remember it. you did. You sold it really fast. Yeah, I sold it to Swift, another member of the cast. And we, we had a good price that we agreed on, and it was out the door within a week. It was nice to have it for a moment, though. Yeah, I've done that a lot. I've done that a few times with uh, exclusives. You know, like I got that the BotCon 2016 Megatron when I attended the con. Like I got it. It was a really cool figure. It was a beautiful figure, but you know, I sold it for like 600 bucks because 600 bucks is a lot of money. And I was like, and and I don't really regret it. Not so much because of the money. Like it is part of it, but like I've already owned it. Yep. I've messed with it. I had it for a while. Like I don't really need it anymore. Yeah, and. I, I will say that especially early on the you know you know the thought of renting a figure or like the fact that the the figures would hold value I think like enabled me a little bit more to to buy more figures because I'm like well if I get this and I don't like it I can just flip it and I'm not really gonna lose any money mm. um, whereas like if you again like we said if you do that with like star wars or something like that like you're just gonna get crushed so i'm hoping when you rebought those black series figures Serge, that you uh it it wasn't (laughs) like a a bad financial uh investment on your part no black series i think black series is the worst brand hasbro brand a lot of the ones when i when i like initially sold it and then decided to get back into it a lot of them I bought like on heavy discount on like Amazon, um, like discount stores like Ross and TJ Maxx, like would get them in every now and then. Um, they just like, there's, I think the vast majority of, of Black Series figures are just not yeah, there's worth like, a lot. There's like 10 that are valuable and then the rest are just at, at or at under or retail, retail. You know, yeah. like, like you said, how many Luke Skywalkers possibly could people want? Like they've released the X-Wing pilot, I think like four times at this point, like, you can find one for dumb cheap. Um, and I think it is easier when it's easier to get back in. I think it's more, you're more susceptible to doing the, like the primal is pretty crazy. That's a crazy example. Yep. But each time you know, I paid full retail for him one time. Other times I was able to get him for deal. And so. yeah. And then that makes it a little bit more enticing because it's like the thrill of a deal. You're like, well, oh, I've mean, been missing. Deal renting. Yeah. He's a really good deal screw it i'll get it that's that was my biggest vice that i had to quit doing like i I stopped picking things up on clearance like the ross figures i have both of those we showed but like 
I would go and get, you know, whatever was there because I could, then I could afford it. And it was just like, where does this go? And I almost did that today. I almost did that today. We went to Target to pick up some groceries. And right next to the Target, there was a Ross. And we were like, well, we have nothing to do. Let's let's go to Ross. And we found, like, a single buzzsaw and then two of the reissue Beast Wars Megatrons. And I already have one in the package. And I was like, well, 12 bucks. I could probably get one to open one. And then I was like, I was like, ah. That is such an important habit to break. Yeah, I was like, I should just like I, I put it back down. I'm like, I'm just gonna keep the twelve dollars. I've handled the mold before. It's I don't need it, it. It's not that he couldn't afford the twelve dollars. It's just that you could put the twelve dollars somewhere else. He wanted more. Yeah, yeah, I mean the con is coming up later this week. Like, what if I found, what if I was down to my last twelve dollars? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, no, I spent it on the Megatron. Now I can buy this. Not even I mean, twelve dollars higher on a on a toy that you want, but you didn't like the price on. I could, I could see like <laughs> it's so it's it's the allure and like the rush, the 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 enticement of getting a deal or finally finding something for cheap at the store that like you're like whatever I'll pick it up and worry about it later. And then on the drive home, you're like, why why did I buy this? Yeah. <laughs> I I think I deal rented today. Like, I think this will probably end up being a deal rental for me. Little friend Maverick. Like, it, um, it is. Because, <laughs> you know, that thing was selling so cheap from Walmart. Yeah. And... I know, um, he told me about, uh, did you, did, did you, did she get the, um, the, uh, the Jurassic Park set off Amazon? Because it didn't go down to like 35 bucks or who bought it? It did. It did. Did you buy yeah, one? I, I have one from a while ago, unfortunately. Oh. But. <laughs> I got one of those at full retail. I still have not opened it for whatever reason. And I feel oh. like I should just at this point open it. Like, cause I'm yeah, never well, going to be able to sell well, it. When, when he told me there was on sale, my, my girlfriend bought me one for Christmas, like the year that they came out. And that's such a cool set in package. That is really, I, I didn't have it open mine either. I have it displayed. In oh, they're at Jurassic Park? I have it displayed because I love how it looks in package. And the, the box art is fantastic. It's, I'm a big Jurassic Park fan. I, I love everything about that set. And now there's $35. And I'm like, well, maybe I should get one to open. You should. And I, so that's like another thing that I've been teeter-tottering. But also because it's the week of the con, I'm just like, let me let me wait. Before it is I a shame we'll never see that mold as a cyber jet. I know, I know. It, it it's not as good of a cyber jet as <laughs> I thought it would be, but it still is kind of an updated cyber jet. It has some it has I some mean, friendship that, that with has that. To be the worst collaboration figure, right? I think so. I think it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that is the it's one such a bummer, right? What? Tom Cruise the toy is bad? Um, yeah, expanse. Oh, oh yeah, expenses. Also, yeah. Also good. Yeah. You know who's the worst collab figure? J Balvatron. Oh, <laughs> I like J Balvatron. I like the colors. It's funky. G two Soundwave. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. But like, I, 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 I would love those colors on a new on the new mold. That would be very fun. Yeah. And I will say that even at the reduced price, that Maverick, like I'm still not biting. I don't care. Not doing it. It's it's um like I don't I don't think it's not worth twenty dollars. Like I think at that point it's it's worth it. I just think like 
I like it. I want to play with it. I'm having fun with it. I'm probably going to transport multiple times. We could run around, do dead sounds, you know, whatever you do with your toys. But I have a feeling in a few years, I'm going to look back at it, or maybe even moms, and be like, wait a second. And at least I've never when seen it, Top Gun. At least when it was illegal, <laughs> if you end up hating it, it's like, whatever, 20 bucks. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, by the time I get rid of it, it probably won't be on sale anymore. It probably won't be around, and I'll get at least what I paid for it back on it, and that's fine. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, versus if you bought it at full price, and it's like, why? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would definitely be lost money if I got it at full price. You really need to stop doing this. You were a lot worse. Than, you know You know what? He's exposed. He's the biggest renter of us all. <laughs> He's the worst. The biggest rancher? The biggest renter. renter. He's the biggest oh. Renter. Again, you say that like it's a bad thing. Why is Christian the biggest renter? Oh, because I bought that Maverick figure at full price twice. See? It's oh like, my god, what? what? The more we talk, the more it comes out of how many figures you've bought multiple times. Technically. So did you get rid of the first one? The, one or do the, you... the first okay. date that didn't exist, and then I bought the one with the second date where it actually did come out. So, like, it's different. But you're know. not that guy. I'm not that guy. You're not that guy. You know, yeah, on that know. note, Christian, could I interest you in, in, in some Kang Toys Predacons? No. <laughs> I had that mini one and I didn't like it. I don't like it. Oh, no. The mini's great. The mini's a forever toy. But I've had my fun with the full size now and I'm ready to send them on their way. You told me on Saturday you had decided you were keeping them for a while yet. That was two days ago. Yeah, but if if I can sell them to Christian, you know. The famous Computron debacle. I had the which debacle? Computron. So I had Combiner Wars Computron, and I bought Unite Warriors Computron. And I was like, you know what? I really like the Hasbro one better. I'm going to sell it. So I did, and it was fine. And everything was good. And then Transform Dreamwave came up with their kit, with the chest and the hands and the gun. It made it all look so much better. And I was like, oh, now I like this one better. So I had to buy another Unite Warriors Computron. And I still have both to say. That that one wasn't as extreme. But I think the worst part was that... Here's the worst part. He spent a solid, like, two months back and forth asking me which one he should get. And at the time, I had the Unite Warriors one. And I was like, dude, this is a fantastic set. Get this one. He's like, whoa. Yeah, I don't know. I like the colors of the Hasbro. Like, I like this about the Hasbro. And I was like, well, okay, well, then get the Hasbro. He's like, whoa, I don't know. And it was just a back and forth for a solid two months of which one I should get. And and then, then you were like, well, let me get both. And then you sold one and then bought it back again and... Yes, what happened to that set of Unite Wars comic that you had? Was that yours? It lives with me now. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember who I sold it to. It was me. Good. Well, at yeah. least it's still within this. Maybe I'll buy it back. <laughs> Not selling it back. I like it. How you do. <sighs> I guess see, we're I... all guilty. We've all, we've all played with the red seat idea. So oh, I, I feel like it's say... just a lot more... Three MPG doors. Um, I, I was gonna say I will say that Christian helped me the other day, um, and I know that uh, earlier in the chat, Road Pick John had mentioned about the Decepticon three pack that's that's uh, coming out, and oh, yeah. then the Starscream Ghost that. set, right? And the price that that came out like is is pretty reasonable. It's one hundred and ten dollars. 
from Takara, or, well, I guess it's on Pulse, but it's through Takara, whatever. And uh, so I was like, ooh, uh, incremental upgrade. And uh, I posed it to Christian. Christian's like, no, man, you don't need that. So, and that could have been a rental situation for me because I could see I could get it in and be like, eh, like, I might as well flip this. I, I can see that happening to me too. Catherine and I just talked about the the possibility of getting that set as well. And it's like that set is definitely something to make you rent. Cause it, it's either gonna make you rent the original releases by getting rid of them, or you're going to realize you shouldn't have gotten it and then let it go. Plus we've gotta make room for, you know, the eighty six version of each of those figures next year. Right. Absolutely. I personally think 86 is going to drag on for years. Like, I think they're going to keep, because to touch every single character with 86, even though a lot of them have recently come out in not 86, like the Insecticons, for them all to get 86, it's going to yeah. take forever. I mean, gonna... They're just going to do it every once in a while. Just be like, oh, look, here you go. Yeah, there's Who's rumors the like Prime coming out in 86 there's other rumors of like other previously released um recently released characters i mean i think them doing that magnus it's really close to the to the kingdom one super close so yeah i think i think they are going to drag it out and that is a mold I, i regret not getting to rent i never rented any of that siege magnus mold tell you what i can send you one catherine there you go there you go Take your pick, Shattered Glass or, or Siege. I can send you either one of those. The Shattered Glass one was, well, I thought you were going to send me that one. Because you wanted to like, but didn't you literally just want to look at it and send it back? Like, wasn't that really play, your plan tra- that, that one, I just wanted to transform it once, you know, F around with it for like an hour and then send it back. <laughs> By it's a bad transformer. That, that is renting right there. Definition. Yeah, I wasn't willing that, to commit to Magnus. But that's renting from the library. When you're renting from a friend like that, it's, you're doing it for free. So it's like, go to the library, check it out. It would be it would be tough to enforce, but hear me out. Uh, at anime conventions, they have like manga libraries where you can go chill and like read a manga to escape. Like, what if TFCon did like a toy library where it's like, hey, I'm thinking about picking up this mold. Well, here it is. I can mess with it. Hmm. Like, I'm sure they'd have to patrol to make sure people don't pocket, you know, missiles and entire figures but that seems like a pretty cool concept of like yeah. hey let me test run this figure while i'm here like i think that'd be a pretty cool thing to do yeah I look remember forward way to back remember way back at tfcom when um some of the companies used to do like show off sessions you could sign up for where you would go and play with prototypes and you get well, to like sit at a table and transform them when we say some of the companies, there's one company in particular, and it was like seven years ago. It was seven years ago. <laughs> I remember that. Was it, was it just make toys that it a couple it was times? Just make toys, it was make yeah. toys, they, right? Okay. Oh, they only did it once, to be honest. I did the two of them. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I swear I it, it was just the one, because they did the one with. Um, like it had, they had their jazz prototype, right? And they had the, um, gosh, what was the other one? There was a couple of them. Oh gosh, yeah, I can't remember what else they had. 
Was that the first Chicago? Maybe it was. Yeah, it was the Chicago one. But, like, I swear I that the was the only was like, time they did that. Was it, like, one of the Dinobot combiners? I'm almost sure they did it again, but the first time they gave out a free figure when you did it, and the second time they did it. That's what I remember, because I was was a little sad that I didn't get my cool keepsake the second time. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, that's that's a cool thing that that they did. That was really cool. I love that. It made me... The funny thing is, it made me not want to buy any of those toys, because they were all frustrated to transform. And doing it at a table without instructions was even worse. That would would a heartache for a lot of years. So, did that. you sign up for like, like a specified time slot? Yeah, that was specified time slots, and it oh, was very okay. limited too. Oh, they only okay. had like that makes sense because I was thinking like if you just sign up and put a bunch of people in a room, then you fight over like by hogging it for like thirty minutes. That's a cool. That's it a was cool. a really cool concept. Yeah, like that doing that again would be really fun. With a prototype, a lot of uh, variables could happen. You know, you never know. Someone could fat finger. Uh, a prototype and it's like well this is the only one we have literally the only copy <laughs> yeah we broke it yeah i think the the ones the ones that they had i think were like test shots so they weren't like mm-hmm. you know there was multiples of them and yeah they 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 were like almost in production type of thing oh they had the uh that megatron from the um the hell is that cross dimension line they had that and then they also had what was the um god like I, I'm I'm thinking of my is it crosshairs? What was the one that they had? There was the like the third party whatever Oh, um, did they did they actually have contact shot there? Or contact the, shot the the yeah, point yeah. blank? It, yeah. Yeah, it that I did it end was. up with that one. So that it took years for me to get it, but I did end up getting that. Yeah. So I guess it, it sold me on because that one wasn't frustrating. Out of all three that I messed with at that session, that was the only one that wasn't frustrating. So no, I actually liked. Uh, you know, ironically, I liked that figure the least of the ones um, that they had there. So um, I don't like that but, jazz. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would have gotten more into that cross dimension line too if they would have kept going. But that's kind of, again, back to the, you know, figures had to fit together. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do with, you know, this, uh, like, when they only released a couple of them, so. Yep. Hard to do. <clears throat> the, something that I don't think any of us do that you can do at cons, if you go to, like, TFCon, there are the vendors who have the glass cases with figures. And if, yeah. like, during a, a dead time, you go up to the person watching the case and you say, hey, can I check that out? They will let you check it out. I've and started a lot of doing times, that. You know, yeah. I'm I've pretty seen, regularly I've seen there. With... Where if you ask, like, hey, do you mind if I check it out? I've seen them do it a couple times. I think it depends on the toy. Well, and, and I don't know, like, if you're like, oh, hey, can I check it out? That You know, they'll let you sit there and spend 45 minutes, like, transforming. Right, whatever, right, but... right. I've I've seen them like I've overheard them like yeah like the the knees can do this the the weapon goes here yep, and stuff right. like that though they make sure that they like you know are on top of you like all right that's enough <laughs> yeah. right 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 so I went one year with a friend and he spent like an entire eight hour rotation in the dealer's room doing that that's all he did he just went from vendor to vendor going through the case and be like, I want to try that one. I want to try that one. Guy gets tired of him, goes to the next vendor, 
does it for a while, it just rotate around for like full eight hours. But it's not a dealership. It'd be so fun, but at the same time, mm. it's probably pushing it just a little hours. bit. <laughs> it's a lot of toy transforming. I mean, we've spent our time arguably in dumber ways, but that's pretty, pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like yeah. most of us spend the entire time the dealers from open in it in one way or another. You know, whether we're actually shopping or talking to our friends or messing with something. Like, I think we do spend the whole time in there. Horribly negotiating. <laughs> Oh, then negotiating something that needs to die, right? Like, oh, I need. To, I just need to stop. I just need to stop. <laughs> I just need to stop. This man negotiated, so he he wanted to bundle two things together. The price he came up with was the price of the two things together. Yeah, I think it was. I think and it was... then the seller said no. <laughs> yeah, they both didn't know how to do math. And I was just standing there. I was watching it happen. I was like. It was funny because yeah, I was like, "Hey, would you take like it was like forty? Would you take 40? And the guy was like, "No." And then he's like, "Wait, Wait. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what they do." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Master uh, negotiator. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, it was like Saturday. I had like two hours of sleep. It was. Yeah, oh, I, I think it was. Was it Baltimore? It was Baltimore after yeah, Baltimore. the crazy stock exchange yeah. morning. <laughs> Baltimore was one of the madness ones, right? Baltimore was bad. It was just not a a good time. It was not my best. Not my best. Oh my god. I want to start doing that. I want to start doing that at TFCon. Just going up and like asking that if they'll take like whatever the price posted is. (laughs) It could be a master tactic if they don't notice. If they don't notice, it could be a master tactic. Oh God! Oh. Or, or would even be better is if you offer more than like what they have. Like if no. uh, that oh. that would be even better. Oh, the best part was that they both didn't do it. That was that was. I think that was the funnier part was, was that both of us horribly failed. Rather than me just getting like math checks, it's just, like it's just Kristen standing there like, what is happening? <laughs> it was like a, well, like a I think he was like the the thing is is like all of those dealers are so used to someone being like will you take like i'm sure that they hear that like 500 no, times no. It, yeah exactly <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> hold oh, oh. god really uh, that is a great story so there you go yeah. Well, hopefully my negotiations later this week go a lot better. A lot yeah. better. I, I just want to hear and, and, and see the uh, the things that you guys are going to be renting from the convention, right? I'm Tell sure you, convention. there will be one. There will be one. I'm sure there will be one. Happens almost every year. Oh, yeah. Like, I was trying to think, like, how many things recently, I was trying to think, like, how many things I've gotten at a convention have I actually kept? And it's not a great number, right? Like, I think I literally, from my first convention I went to, my first TFCon that I went to, I think literally, um, I don't even know which, it's MNC, right? MNC did the backdrop that was the Inferno, I think. Anyway, that's the only thing I have left. I bought so much stuff at my first TFCon. Everything else 
I sold. One of them, I even freaking rented. I christianed that one. Damn it. I just realized that the um the fan soy swoop. I I had it. I got rid of it. I thought about it for a few years and I got it again. That, that and I still have it now. That is a new term named after me. I christianed it. I'll be remembered forever. I christianed it. <laughs> See, we're all renters. We are. Yeah. I think that's the moral of the story. Well, Some of us are a little prouder of it. The, the thing the I day, think is funny is the thing I think is funny is, is before the show, they're like, oh, like we don't have people that are renters that are coming on the show. What are you talking about? Like, you know, it's like, oh, Anna and Christian and I, like, we don't do that. And then come to find out, you know, we're, we're just surprise, as guilty surprise. as the next person. Well, I mean, like, like you mentioned earlier, Lucas, you had one of the biggest rentals, probably two of the biggest rentals of any of us, but you didn't really expect it to be rentals at the time. You know, you went through at least two MP phases and a Legends phase. Yeah. And you had a lot of those figures every time. You didn't like you didn't dip into legends. You dove into legends face was... first. Yeah, that's Those the reason why that's the reason why I had to get out is because I was like, if I don't cut myself off, like I'm like again, I'm like, you know, what Serge said where it's like I had to have them go together. And so like if I open that door, I can't just have one I have to have the line. So and it's, Legends is a slippery slope because it's yeah. not just one company. It's like 10 companies making a hound, you know, and it's right. like you got to choose who's the best hound. And then suddenly you're paying $100 for a Legends figure. Well, not only that, like they've changed up their scale like 500 times. So, right. you know, then none of the stuff actually fits together. So Legends is not a coherent scale anymore. It went totally off the hook when Magic Square and New Age were both trying to like outdo each other, and they ended up creating like five subscales, and not some lines, but some scales by accident. And it makes any Legends collection just looks like this menagerie of sizes. I have really enjoyed my foray into Iron Factory Samurai, which doesn't belong with anything else at all, but. They're just so damn cool on their own. Now, I, I will agree that I, I feel like that Iron Factory, if I would have just like, you know, bought them and kept them and stuck with them, then I, you know, I'd probably be pretty happy with that because they had their original line that went for years and years and years. And then now they're doing their Samurai, samurai line. But like, it's impossible. Like, it is impossible to go back and find some of those older figures like once they're gone. If they go up high, Iron Factory old toys went up way too high back in the day. But you seem to enjoy those the most out of all your legends renting. You seem to really enjoy your time with Iron Factory. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I can appreciate all of them. And, and, you know, that's where I do like going to conventions. And so then when, you know, Catherine buys the new Legends third party figure that I can say, hey, can I check that out and, you know, play with it, uh, too, because it's it's fun to check that stuff out. And honestly, I I've considered like renting masterpiece figures just because. 
you know, like when you guys get in the newest like fans toys or you get in the new masterpiece or, you know, whatever it may be, like I would like to check those out myself too, but it's like, sure. well, I don't want to go through. Yeah. But I just don't want to go through the whole thing of like spending, you know, whatever a hundred, 150 bucks or $200, whatever up front. It, and then get it. After in you've it sold it, you're probably out like 20 bucks between shipping taxes and a little fee niggling fees here and there. But overall you that's $20 is how much, how much time would you uh, values entertainment would you get in any other meat format for about 20 bucks? Right. Well, and you know, I, how many Hasbro deluxes do I have? If you're talking to it's $20 a <laughs> day, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you spend a, if you spend like a, like a week fiddling around with it and then you go on and then you go on and talk to, talk to Rob and Peter about it for a little bit, you've got your values worth right there. Right. Don't worry, Luke. It's all brain over Rhinox. He'll be the he'll be the revisit to the brain of over, so you yeah, can mess with them. My only problem with that is, is then Anna, when you bring that stuff over, I'm like worried about breaking it. So then, like, I can't fully transform it. It's like when you brought your hound over, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I like I have him. Sold him on transformed. That thing was so stressful. That was one of the most stressful toys I've ever owned. That thing just yeah. caused me so much stress. I literally brought it on transformed. Said, "Hey, I'm not transforming. I buy it like this." People were excited. They bought it. It's gone. Thank goodness. So glad I don't own it anymore. My nice won't be that bad. Serge, do you collect okay, third guys. party? Hmm? Do you collect third party? I have some. I have some. It's all, it's all um, movie. And then the the one that isn't movies, the fans hobby Armada stuff. That the Prime and the Megatron. But that's about it. It's not much. A little, just just a little dabbling. All right. <laughs> did you did you get rid of the Prime and the Megatron when the mainline ones came out, Serge? Because a lot of people did. I thought about it. I talked to Christian and I was thinking about it, but then I made, I made a really cool display he did. with all three, like the vintage, the new one, the new Hasbro and the fans hobby. And I ended up keeping because I liked how, I liked how much the, the display that I made looked. Yeah. Fans hobby makes really good toys. Like their, their stuff is just so solid now. I like it. Very good at making toys. Christian wants to be Peggy, but and third party resells very well. Yeah, yeah, typically. Yeah, there's, there's a little a bit of cases where it some of it's fragile. But well, there's some, you know, there's not everything, of course. You know, right, right, right. if it's been on clearance at BBTS, maybe not. The fragility is what worries me. Mm. I, I just worry that some of them, I'm going to break it, then I don't get to resell it anymore, right? Then it's mine forever once I break it. Yeah. Broke it. So. I actually haven't broken that many figures. It's just something I worry about a lot. It's a big worry for me. Yeah. Every time I, I break it. a figure, I just give up on it and ship it off to Anna. <laughs> You do. In fact, I still have a one-armed blaster that I need to figure out how I'm going to make that arm stay on so I can display them. Which blaster? Transistor. KFC oh, okay. Transistor. 
it just got a nice a, normal red blaster he got in a fight with the predacons and lost and didn't know what to do with a broken third party toy so it's like just sent to Diana. yeah it's still here still here one arm had a clever idea to try to fix it never got around to it just kind of still exists it was years ago it was it was years ago <laughs> The point is, we play with our toys. Yeah. Well, do we have any other points or topics we want to bring up uh, with the renting thing? We got everything on my chest. Yeah, I think I'm also done. Renting. Any point that I have to go reflect. Renting the latest, the greatest. Own it all. Just cycle it out to the next guy who's excited they get a shot, getting a shot at it finally. My primary thing I wanted to discuss with Frenti was just why it bothers some of us so much. And I think I think we got that out. We didn't really discuss it too formally, but I think, you know, just kind of okay. discussing attachment to the toys, that that's part of why Renty is bothersome to others. Some people are bothered by you making money off your toys. You know, and I think a lot of it really just does come down to the term collecting kind of infers keeping. And when you're cycling out toys, when you're renting them, you've kind of defied what the word collecting means. And collecting and hoarding are not the same thing, Catherine's brain. So I can see it in your eyes. Thinking about it. It's not exactly the same, but it's it just kind of defied that. Because it's like we used to on microcasters, Lucas, Christian, and I would always talk about trying to complete things. Right, like, how close are we getting to completing the the 85 group, the 86 group, whatever. And renting, when you're cycling, it's like you never complete anything. You never finish, you never collect. But you that just presumes have. collecting requires completion. Right. What about just collecting the specific things you like? Maybe it, maybe you didn't like everybody in the eighty four cast. Did not. No, I I agree. I just think I just think that's part of why it's threatening. Just because, like you know, it's in the word. It's collecting, is keeping, and curating would be the fancy term for having bins and having too many things. That I think I do think renting is in stark opposition to uh, bin life. Oh, absolutely. Yes, it's the opposite of bin life. The opposite of bin life. And bin life is threatening to me, too. It's all threatening to me. Maybe I'm just afraid of my toys. Yes, I find bin life very threatening because you are not displaying your toys. How do you even know what you have? Inventory management system. Caterpillars and raccoons could have eaten everything, as they do. What? How would yes. you let them in? Well, the squirrels. Just don't. They, they invite themselves. It's a big party system. I don't believe you. Alright, well, on that note, uh, do we have an anime academy this weekend, Anna? Or is no Yeah, I never know on? what I never know the episodes. But... Yeah, we the two more episodes, they're in the Discord. Okay. Not going Whatever the new con, ones, so we're just gonna be doing our thing. Like, I wanna say thirty five thirty six. I think thirty five thirty six last week, I think it's thirty seven thirty eight. Okay. Somewhere in there. We're getting close 30s. to the end of Super God Master Force. 
bad things are happening. Will the Cybertrons pull through? The Earth no. just got a giant hole shot in its ozone, but it's cool. We only lost the ice caps. It's fine. So what yeah. will you do when that show ends? Do you have a new one that you've picked out? Or yeah, we're going to go to your favorite IDW reboot universe. We're going to make everyone so happy by talking about that universe. I love that. That is my favorite universe. You can have your opinion and it can be wrong. Christian, you, you love Beast Wars and Catherine literally couldn't watch it. So you guys have opposite favorites. Are we saying the original cartoon? Yeah, yeah. It was an animation I, thing for her. Oh, well, okay. Well, I can't that see that. Right, that's fine. So, anyway. All right. Well, um, you know, thanks guys for joining me tonight. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Uh, and we will see everybody next week. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of tftalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. ha <laughs> ha!